When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm recording right next to my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Today, we're going to kick things off with a little ranting. And then, of course, we've got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into watching TV with our parents. Because every time a parent talks over a line of dialogue to ask, what did they just say? A puppy dies. A puppy dies in its mother's arms. And we need to hold them accountable. We do. Also, sorry, mom and dad. Uh, This one's going to hurt. Yeah, this is a direct attack (laughs) on Debbie in particular. And she'll listen to this in about six to eight months. And she's very (laughs) upset with it. So uh, we'll get into that later. Finally, we'll have our, you know, stupid little chasers that make us feel a little better about our stupid mental health. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right. Barry, how was your week this week? You know, it started off rough because your girl had her very first experience with bottomless brunch. I don't understand how that's possible. You've lived in New York for 30 years now and (laughs) you're, what, 25 years old and you've never been to bottomless brunch once? Uh, I don't think so. I'm not a big drinker, I guess, but I I don't know. Here's the thing. I thought I was going to love it. I thought it was going to be great, but I didn't know that there were like rules that you should be following. Uh Mainly, I love Bloody Marys. Yeah. I was like, great. I can get as many Bloody Marys as I want. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. You should not (laughs) have Bloody Marys be bottomless. You should only have mimosas or sugary things be bottomless. Sure. I also order mine extra spicy. You know what's a terrible idea? Having more than two extra spicy Bloody Marys. Okay, I have so much to say to this. (laughs) One, uh, yeah, it is truly abysmal that you have not been to bottomless brunch. I know. I'm surprised you haven't just straight up said it's homophobic of me. It is homophobic of you. I'm sorry. It's anti-New York. It's anti-gay. It's anti. it's anti-life. You know, to I be feel honest. like when I first moved to New York, there was some big story about how they were shutting down bottomless brunch. That no, like that's that not true. Ever. There was some something that they were like, it's not going to be legal to do that anymore. And I'm a rule follower, and I was like, oh, I guess that's not a thing. Did you work at a restaurant that had bottomless brunch? No, I don't think the farm had bottomless brunch. Well, I was bottomless when I was there. <laughs> um, I don't know. For everybody, I, I'm assuming people they have bottomless brunch like everywhere. Yeah, also, I didn't really know about it. You add bottomless to anything and people understand. Bottomless breadsticks. You get unlimited right. breadsticks. But I've never brunch, been unlimited drinks. I'd never been to bottomless brunch before yeah. I moved to New York. And typically, yeah, the menu is either mimosas or Bloody Marys. Maybe occasionally like some other drink. Yeah, this place had frozen margaritas. Ooh. Yeah, which I should have gone with. And A, it's usually a fucking lie because they'll cut you off after it's either a time limit or they won't come around and fill you up. It's like, no, 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 no. If you say it's bottomless brunch, I expect to not be able to walk out of here. Yeah, we are talking about like Hermione's magic bag. We are going deep. There is no end Mm -hmm. bottomless. Exactly. The only time I see the bottom is when my face hits the ground. Amen. Uh, 
two, um, anybody who chooses Bloody Mary as the option <laughs> shouldn't be allowed to vote. Like, you should not be able to make decisions. I just was like, well, that's the thing that I like to drink. And also, there's just a pressure with Bottomless Brunch to make the deal worth it. Because you have to have at least three drinks in order for the cost to yeah. make sense. Which is why you should never order a, a Bloody Mary. Because I also, who wants... I think a Bloody Mary is like a steak. It's like you have yes, one. It is. <laughs> you put all of your energy into making the like one experience of it the best. Yeah. yeah. Also is a terrible Bloody Mary. You pull out all the. Uh, yeah. Like the point of bottomless brunch is that you're chugging it in yeah. order to make the most out of it. And honestly, it's like the orange juice and the mimosa is secondary. Yeah. It's really just about the, the champagne. Part I'm of going it. to go ahead and just call out our friend Danny and say that Danny knew this was my first bottomless brunch. And he he should have guided me through this better mm -hmm. because because one, he should have just told me not to get a Bloody Mary and that that was that was a stupid idea. But two, I also thought that bottomless brunch meant that you get bottomless of one type of drink. But turns out you could like change it up. So after the first Bloody Mary, I could have switched to something like a mimosa that I could have gone further, at least at this restaurant. That's the way that it worked. Yeah. And I, I was not aware. Yeah. So, you know, it was a rough start. I don't even, I don't think I even really said the, my real feeling, which is that a Bloody Mary is the worst drink. It's I, not even like, obviously, it is the worst of the two choices between Mimosa and Bloody Mary. But yeah. overall, if you had a full menu of options, a Bloody <laughs> Mary would be the last thing I would order. I think it's disgusting to drink vodka and tomato juice. Yeah, but I like when it's like all out and like really fresh and like no. chunky. Ugh. And like Disgusting. basically gazpacho, but with alcohol in it. Yeah, with vodka, though. <laughs> it's just like of all the alcohols, it's not there's no flavor. Yeah, it was a bad decision all around. How was your week? Well, uh, we'll get to we'll get to this later. I'm presuming during our chasers, but you and I went to a movie theater. Oh yeah. Oh uh, no. We're gonna be talking that. We'll in talk about. Full. We'll talk about that. My only thing is that um, we went last night. Uh, I did get stoned. I ate. An ungodly amount of popcorn, I Again, will say. bottomless. And again, I felt like I had to eat more right. in order to make it worth the deal. And to be fair, they fucked up our popcorn order. So we ended up getting the popcorn for free. Yes. <laughs> Which for a movie theater is like, I don't know, we saved like $3,000, I think, <laughs> on popcorn. But... I ate so much of it that I've spent the entire day shitting my Oh, brain. absolutely. Yeah, it's been horrible. Thank you, I've, Toshi. I don't know where I'd be without you today. I truly have felt like <laughs> a, an empty toothpaste bottle the entire day. I feel totally wrung out. Oh, yeah. I don't understand what combination of foods that I ate yesterday. We also had tacos, tacos beforehand, yeah. guacamole and chips. <laughs> And then hot movie theater, um, they have like these hot baked cookies that you can get. Yeah, that was a bad idea. When I tell you, yeah, truly today I felt like absolute garbage. I also, not to brag, but I did paint a bedroom wall. Yeah, you did. Look at you, um, you star. I just went into someone's house and painted it. Yeah. <laughs> the way I said that, as if it could be any bedroom wall. <laughs> Uh, I did paint uh, one of the walls in my bedroom and I think it's fine to like sleep in a bedroom the night that you paint it as long as you didn't do it like 30 minutes ago. Sure. Like most paints now are like non-toxic unless you're like chugging it. You're probably fine. But I was like, I don't want to sleep in my bedroom tonight. I'll sleep in my living room and blow up an air mattress. <laughs> fully woke up on the hardwood floor <laughs> like I don't there's no air mattress technology has not advanced to the point where not it ma maintains uh, an inflation nope. overnight mm -mm. so not only did I wake up every bone in my body aching <laughs> my stomach revolting against my human form just shitting out movie theater popcorn <laughs> just shitting out pure hot popcorn butter still kind of feel a little bit high <laughs> oh not gonna God. lie i don't think there is any much more to it than that oh great great so we're doing great yeah always was the answer to as that always question. <laughs> you got your beef of the week i got my beef of the week but we wanted to check the rent hotline to see if any of you lovely listeners had some complaining to do and in fact you did mm -hmm. it was related to our deep dive last week listen Turns out a lot of you have a lot of feelings about TikTok trends, and we love to hear about them. Thank you for posting and all of that jazz. And that is uh, what this rant hotline is about. So let's let's cue it up. 
Hey, Matt and Barry. My name's Regina. I'm from Ohio. I love your TikTok episode, and I would like to call out spiritual people on TikTok who <laughs> don't realize that they're, well, they probably realize that they're really sexy, and they give you those smoldering eyes, and you're just trying to, like, increase your spirituality and heal all your old traumas, but all they just do is stare at you and make you think of sex all the time. I'll send you a specific example. <laughs> Matt Barry. Love the podcast. Bye. <laughs> I really need to see the specific TikTok because this is this is one of those things. I, I literally saw uh, another TikTok this week that was someone being like, yeah, doesn't everybody see this on TikTok? Like everybody is getting these very targeted things about how they have this very specific like mental problem. <laughs> and their friend was like, that's just you. <laughs> That's just your algorithm. TikTok has a way of making you think that like everybody is seeing this thing, but it's actually just you. And it's something we all experience. So I need to see this very specific niche. Well, I can show you. Sexy, spiritual. And we'll post it on the Instagram. But it's basically just like a guy who is like leading you through meditation and also like rubbing his hands together to create the vibrations to then like send to you. But it's also just like the most beautiful man you've ever seen just like staring at you. Mm -hmm. But it's very serious. But also it's just like, are you doing this for spirituality reasons or are you doing this because you want to be a model and this is how you're going to be discovered right yeah honestly i could do an entire segment every single week about the tiktoks of the week <laughs> uh we'll play around with that perhaps maybe, maybe that maybe. could be like a bonus thing maybe a patreon thing my my other version of that is potter pottery people oh yeah because there's one guy in particular who he has no reason to slap that clay no like he does at the no. beginning but he spanks it <laughs> in such a way as to make me pucker and it's illegal so thank you for calling in we love it please keep calling yes if you have any other tiktoks that piss you off if you have any other general rants you can always call in our rant hotline we're going to try to play more on every single episode, not just special episodes. So call our rant hotline. Leave us a voicemail message. 601-600-RANT. Is that right? 7268? I think so. If not, I don't know. Call that number. See what you get. <laughs> and now let's get into the headlines. All right. Worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. First, a woman in British Columbia... Only in Canada, eh? Oh. Wrote to the blender company Vitamix. Ever heard of it? Yeah. I have one. Brag. I don't. Haven't used it in a year and a half. <laughs> Brag. <laughs> she wrote into Vitamix with, quote, the weirdest contact you've ever received to request their help in a standoff between her and her three cats who have taken her box of Vitamix hostage. This is why you don't trust a cat. Never trust a cat, especially not three of them. Three. That is why you should never be outnumbered by the animals in your own house. Amen. Okay? Amen. Yeah. This is a woman married to a woman. Illegal, but I'll allow it. <laughs> you're two women who live in a house together and you're going to get more cats than there are of you. Sorry. Sorry, but you're going to die. Yeah, there will be bodies. Exactly. Um, Jessica, so her name is Jessica. She has three cats, Max, Lando Calrissian, and George, Destroyer of Worlds. Okay, you're just asking for it at this point. Not to victim blame, but... Also, poor Max. He really got the <laughs> short end of the stick there. <laughs> And he was, he's the youngest cat, which means they got him last, which <laughs> means they were like, fuck it. We're out of fun names. Let's just call this one Max. No wonder he's at the end of his rope. Max is like, fuck these bitches. Okay. Max fully homophobic. He's like, two women should not be allowed to get married. We're actually going to take your Vitamix hostage on behalf of the Catholic church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the gay Pope said, we're allowed we're allowed to do this. Did you know the Pope went to a record store this week just it's for fun? All that I've seen people talk about on the internet. I don't I? know what. I don't know. I. It's just like he's a dude. Also, he was <laughs> like, if you have pets instead of children, you're selfish. And it's like, okay, you've literally never fucked. So why don't you keep your mouth shut? <laughs> so Jessica's three cats: Max, Lando Calrissian, and George, destroyer of worlds. Jessica and her wife. Ordered a Vitamix, and before you're like, oh, how fancy, these lesbians ordered Vitamix. Guess what? They got it on sale. 
Wow. Black Friday. Okay. They ordered because a Vitamix is like six, seven thousand dollars. That's like a reason to get married is because you want a Vitamix and you put it on your registry. Yeah. I don't know what it is about getting married that you're able to ask for like the most expensive. It's ridiculous. I mean, to me, that is the reason to get married is like to get things that are fancy on a registry. Yeah. But also get it. I I got a Vitamix and you know what? I I bought it with my hard earned. (laughs) Okay. Wow. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> um, so they ordered a Vitamix. They got it, placed the box on the kitchen floor. Immediately, Max, who they also refer to as a sentient soccer ball and the ringleader of their cats. I don't know if that means that they kick him around. Yeah. Or like, does it mean that he's like a very stationary animal or one that's like wild and getting like all over the place? Or that he's black and white. Wow. I don't know. Are soccer balls black and white? Yeah. All, all I can think of is all I can think of is volleyball. I don't okay. care. Well, I don't really know what to do with that. I'm sorry. You can't picture one of the most common sports balls. Um, but they get it. They put it on the floor. Max immediately colonizes it for two and a half weeks. Jessica said the box has been consistently occupied and under guard by at least one or two of the cats at all times. The couple is, quote, frightened of and unwilling to forcibly remove the offending cats. So they have yet to even open the box. Instead, they've just kind of carefully nudged it around their house <laughs> to get it out of the way. Just say you don't want to drink a green smoothie. <laughs> oh, no, we can't open it because the cat has it. It's not my fault. It's the New Year's resolutions aren't working out. Yeah, this is related to that thing that I see people with like dogs and cats that are like, oh, no, the dog fell asleep on my lap. Now I can't move. I'm like, I'll fucking drop kick the dog across <laughs> the, room, the room if I need to get up. I do that all the when I was home. Just just. Last a couple weeks ago for for the holidays, uh-huh. when I was home a couple weeks ago around a dog at all times, she fell asleep on me. I'm like, fucking move. Because <laughs> you know why? She'll walk a foot over and fall immediately back asleep. God, I wish I had that. It's such a talent. Yeah, because it's a fucking animal. <laughs> they have now dubbed this standoff the Great Vitamix Incident and hashtag Appliance Gate. So Jessica wrote to Vitamix, quote, is there, I cannot believe I am honestly asking this, any possibility at all that y'all would be willing to send us three? The number is very important as there are three cats and we need there to be one extra so we can hopefully get the actual blender out of the box. Empty Vitamix boxes. Um, I'm sorry, but cats can't read. No, literally any other box will do. Yeah. You can construct a box out of pillows <laughs> you could construct also i get like seven packages a day yeah use any of those boxes any of them my my house is basically made out of cardboard <laughs> uh anyway vitamix heard this i guess and they're sending them three fucking boxes so good for them jessica admitted that she was ashamed of the request from quote absolutely bonkers middle-aged lesbians <laughs> and dreaded a response uh, but it got over 13,000 responses, reactions on Facebook. Vitamix said that they would send them three uh, boxes full of a bunch of uh, decoy shit, random things that they hope will distract the cats. But yeah, I mean, you know what you could also do? Euthanize them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Next, a top local Republican lawmaker in Tennessee has issued an apology for losing his temper and being ejected from a high school basketball game after he apparently attempted to pants a referee. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, uh, what are you doing? You're a grown man. He cares about the laws. He cares about the rules. This is high school basketball. (laughs) I want... I want to just really hammer this home. Uh This is a high school basketball game. These are... These are... Children mm-hmm. who are not good. <laughs> Even the best high school basketball player is not good. Well, they're actually like they're not on the good. D- okay, <laughs> they're not good, and I won't hear it. Genuinely, the last sporting event that I probably went to was the Brooklyn Nets. That's their name because they had a gay night. <laughs> 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 Who's 
the emptiest crowd I've ever seen. Uh, did they um, have did they have the basketball players wear those short shorts instead of their long shorts? No, they all wore pants. That Come night. on. Well, <laughs> Um, anyway, so in a tweet, this 45 year old man said, quote, for years, I thought how wrong it is when a parent loses their temper, loses, by the way, of course, uh, this is how he spelled it, loses their temper at a sporting event. It's not Christian. It and sure it's not. <laughs> it's not mature. And it's embarrassing to the child. Those have always been my thoughts. That's my number one thought. It is always is that it's not Christian. Because, yeah, when I read the Bible the first time, one of the first lines, don't lose your temper at a basketball game. Especially if it is your child. <laughs> that was, I mean, yeah, Jesus performed like 33 miracles or something like that. Mm-hmm. And at least one of them was calming down someone at a basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. It's not Christian. Where? Where does it say that? And what? And what? church or they're like don't lose your temper at a high school basketball game <laughs> don't try to pants a referee apparently not his yeah because he went ahead and did it you know who pantsed jesus <laughs> no one because he wore a cool robe <laughs> well i was gonna say the people who killed him but yeah <gasps> yeah in the end he just had a loincloth on like Gollum, right they wear the same outfit. <laughs> it's not Christian. It's not mature. It's embarrassing to the child. Those have always been my thoughts. Unfortunately, I acted the fool tonight and lost my temper on a ref. I was wanting him to fight me, totally lost my junk, and got booted from the gym. I've never really lost my temper, but I did tonight, and I was it was completely stupid of me. Emotions getting in the way of rational thoughts are never good. I hope to be able to find the ref and ask for his forgiveness. I was bad wrong. I don't think it's going to be hard to find the ref, um, because again, this is what a high school basketball game. Exactly. The I ref is probably is your next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this fully a parent volunteer. No person who has ever said, I have never lost my temper is telling the truth. No, absolutely not. If you have to issue an apology for losing your temper in public, guaranteed <laughs> you <laughs> you beat your wife. Sorry. Oh, too hard. <laughs> He's a Republican lawmaker in Tennessee. Okay, there's domestic violence happening. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. Okay, whatever legal things I have to say so as not to be sued. This is a comedy podcast. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Yeah, this is commentary, okay? <laughs> you can't believe anything I'm saying. If Tucker Carlson could get away with it, then I could say whatever I want, okay? That is my favorite Fox News defense, is that they literally have argued in court, no reasonable person would believe anything we say. <laughs> so that is also my reasoning. Anyway, shout out to this man. Next, police in Pennsylvania pulled over a 19-year-old for allegedly driving under the influence. She told officers she'd hit a deer. Oh, no. And that her and the passenger um, put the deer's dead body in the trunk. And then 15 minutes later, they realized that the deer was awake. Assuming that that's why they pulled her over because they were like, why is she swerving all over the place inside the car? They're just like, no! <laughs> the deer's up! Is This is literally a scene from a movie. I, all I can imagine is like a puppet deer and then to like think about what is act, like a real deer having this happen yeah. is so scary. Also, like, how knocked out was that deer from that they fully were able to, like, lift its body into the car, like, close the trunk. It didn't wake up. Maybe it was also, like, playing dead or, like, in shock or something like that, you know? True, true, true. That's absolutely what I would do. Yeah. So, yeah. So, during the stop, they asked uh, the passenger, who was a 21-year-old guy, um, to take the deer out of the trunk and put it back in the wild where they found it. So um, it was not clear if the animal sustained any injuries. I don't know. I, I, it definitely won't be the same. Yeah, emotional injuries. You can't even measure how emotionally affected this deer is. Do you think this is the deer equivalent of like getting abducted by an alien? Yes, absolutely. If he has to tell all of his deer friends and they're like, that didn't happen. We don't believe you. <laughs> For years, he's he becomes like tattered. Um, he lets his whole life like he gets divorced from his wife. All of his kids are like, Dad, why aren't you the same? And he's like, why nobody fucking believes me that I got trapped in a vessel? <laughs> 
anyway. The flashing lights of the cop car? Yeah. It's and all there. Like, oh, fucking George over there lost his mind years later. He's in a rocking chair. <laughs> Next, a Jack Russell Terrier named Millie slipped from her leash in Hampshire in the UK and after frantic public appeals was spotted on mud flats in danger of being engulfed by the tide. So picture this, Millie the Jack Russell Terrier. Mm-hmm. She's she slipped away from her leash, oh no. ran away. Everyone's looking all over for her. Where's Millie? Finally, they found her. She's in the mud, li- mud flat. What the fuck is a mud flat? I don't know. Like a bog, a marsh. Okay. A swamp. The tide is coming in. She's about to be engulfed <gasps> in waves. And she refuses to respond to calls. So she's not coming to people. And they're like, what can we do? What can we do to save Millie? So what do they do? They take a drone and they tie a sausage to it (laughs) (laughs) and they fly that dangling sausage over to (laughs) Millie and lure her to safety. Hey, it worked for me. And that is why this sausage is our hero piece of meat of the week. (laughs) (laughs) The drone search and rescue team had to go through all of these checks. They had to check with the Civil Aviation Authority regulations. They had to calculate the weight that the drone could withstand. They <laughs> How realized big of a sausage is this? It could attach a single sausage. <laughs> it could withstand the weight the, for maximum takeoff. Like, how heavy of a piece of meat could you place on here before it would just crash to the ground? Right, right. So... Yeah, one of the local residents on the beach where we were flying from supplied us with the sausages. I think they were from Aldi. Okay. So according to a quote, um, <laughs> the woman the woman cooked them up for us, and we were atta- and we attached them with the string. Why did they have to cook the sausage? I just want to point out that my dog will eat trash. I'm just just imagining this scenario. Like the clock is ticking down, the tide <laughs> is coming in, and this old lady is like, oh. Just wait, wait a few minutes. We've got, we've got to set up the grill. <laughs> I'll just slap a couple, of, a couple of links, a couple of piggies. <laughs> I don't know. Bangers. I know they probably have some weird. The bangers. Is that what banger is? Bangers mash. I feel like a, a banger is just like a kind of mix between a patty and a meatball. Yeah, I also want to apologize because someone who did state that they are British DM'd us. And I just want to say I'm so sorry. Uh, now that we know officially we have at least one British listener. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What do they have to say? They didn't. It actually wasn't about accents. I just then went ahead and apologized <laughs> for all of our accents. <laughs> the only thing in my brain this week is it's not funny. It's, I've, got I've got school. school. <laughs> One of the, um, so though the sausage worked, skittish Millie then raced off again, <laughs> but was finally reunited with her owner after being spotted inland from the marsh. Maybe you shouldn't take your dog outside if it's going to run away like that. Yeah. Or maybe you should just let it go because it clearly doesn't want to hang out with you anymore. Right. That is what I love about dogs that just take off. Like, on the one hand, I'm so terrified when I see people in New York just walking down the street with their dogs and they're unleashed. Yeah, that's terrifying. A, because it's, like, illegal. Yeah. Um, and I now see a lot of TikToks that are, like, unleashed dogs are a menace to society. An unleashed dog ran up to my horse and scared it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the niche of TikTok that I'm in. <laughs> Um, but B, because I'm just like, no, that dog could run into traffic in a second. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't, every dog that we've ever had would have escaped immediately mm-hmm. as if it were in Guantanamo. Like there's no way that any of our dogs, the second they got the chance would not have abandoned us. Mm-hmm. And finally, police in Florida, only in Florida. <laughs> were able to track down vandals who set fire to a Christmas tree in Key West after a bartender recognized the arsonists as patrons who ordered multiple drinks at a bar on New Year's Eve and didn't leave a tip. Bastards. This is what happens when you don't leave a tip. They could have fully gotten away with the crime if they were well liked yeah but no the bartender was like i saw them in my bar they didn't leave a tip so i'm gonna turn them in for setting fire to this christmas tree never forget a face like that no so yeah they burned down this christmas tree it caused like five thousand dollars in damage the police released the footage and uh it went 
you know, sort of viral in the community. Everybody watched it. Nobody knew who it was until this bartender saw it and was like, oh, those are the motherfuckers who didn't leave me a tip. And he said, I knew immediately that I'd served them, that he'd used a card. Uh, I knew their names based on the slips. We looked them up. My favorite bit is that the general manager of the bar was like, we were able to see their entire night at our bar. We found them immediately. And we also saw all of the girls that they went up to and got rejected from. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the moral of the story is women, if you reject men, they'll burn down a tree and then it's your fault. That is not the <laughs> takeaway at all. Not at all the takeaway. A terrible takeaway. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But this is how fragile masculinity is. I'm sure that they were like, oh, we got rejected. Let's go burn down a tree. <laughs> That's basically what happened to the Grinch. Yeah. Because everyone made fun of him and Martha May didn't put out. <laughs> oh, is it? Wait. It was when they were children. Okay. Okay. And arrested. Anyway, they found them and arrested them. Shout out to them. Tip your bartenders. Don't be a dick. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Don't forget to share and tag us in Ridiculous News on Instagram if you uh, want us to cover some stories. And obviously, if you want even more of us, and you do, you can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash where you can see video of our bonus stories. And you'll get a separate, separate podcast feed if you just want to listen to our bonus stories. It's basically bonus bonus episode that shows up right in your podcast app every single week so head to my patreon patreon.com slash next we're diving deep into why watching tv with our parents should be illegal right after this commercial break deep dive deep dive deep dive deep dive deep dive Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest who celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost, but now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on stage tonight. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, well... As you know, I just spent several days with my family in Chicago, which means obviously I have to add one month of therapy for every day that I was with them. Right. That's um, the calculation. Just kidding. I know. I know my mother. My mother doesn't listen to the podcast every week, but she does listen like six months right. <laughs> after the fact. And then she'll call and be just as pissed as if it <laughs> happened today. She literally called me because there was some joke I made about um, the, the question of how how long would it take you to travel 60 miles if you're traveling 60 miles an hour? Uh-huh. Which I asked my family at one point and they didn't know the answer. Right. And then I asked it on here and you said... I'm not your mom. <laughs> you said, I know the answer. I'm not your mom. She heard that like a year later and was <laughs> greatly offended. I'm so sorry, Debbie. She does want to have you over for dinner. Oh my God, really? Yeah. I really thought she hated me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, she asked about it. 
But yeah. Too late because now we're back in New York. Way to way to suggest that now. I mean, also because everybody was getting yeah, sick. Yeah, no, true. But rest assured, it is coming. But really what this means is that I spent several hours consuming television and movies with my family. And as anybody who has ever watched anything with their parents knows, it is a harrowing experience full of extreme trials, extreme tribulations, should not be attempted by the faint of heart. So we wanted to fully unpack the agony and torment of watching stuff with your parents. Let's get into it. First, the trouble really starts before you even start watching because the soul-crushing, spirit-consuming act of actually picking something to watch with Juan's family, I cannot begin to describe the amount of the amount of years that I have lost in this life to trying to pick a show that we can all watch together or a movie that we can all watch together, the amount of pressure that I feel to pick something that I know everybody will either enjoy or not complain about 10 yeah. minutes in. Because also, like, you're going to have to deal with the consequences, you yeah. know? So, it's, I mean, the stakes are high. And then it's it, that they 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 stain you with it. Oh, if yeah. If they don't like it, it's, oh, yeah. oh they you, blame you. you. Well, you're the one who picked that shitty movie we watched in 2006. Yeah. God like, forbid there's not a happy ending at the end. And it's yeah. like, I don't know the ending because I haven't watched it. The only movie or TV show that you can watch with a, with a parent is one that has a perfectly resolved ending. Yep. If any movie is open-ended, if anything makes you think at the end, <laughs> where you have to kind of use your own brain to be like, oh, I wonder what happened, or like, ooh, this one is something that like when you're falling asleep at night, you're supposed to kind of ponder. Uh-huh. Absolutely not. No. No. They want that experience to end right when the credits roll. By the way, if anybody is a, a, an Academy Award-winning actor, get that shit off my screen, says my family. <laughs> Anything that is even vaguely in contention for an award is not a a family viewing movie. (laughs) Anything that's beautiful and maybe the story is a little slow. Get that out of there. No, we tried watching um, The Lost Daughter, I believe it's called. Oh, yeah, I watched that. Loved it. Yeah. Would not want to watch that with my parents. Yeah. And then it's stuff like it's like. Well, my mom is not paying attention and then my dad, like 40 minutes in, will be like, she really is like a big chested woman. (laughs) (laughs) And that'll be his only comment about the entire film. I'm like, "Um, that is Olivia Coleman. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Anyway, um, I know that PG is a thing and it's like those are the movies you can watch with kids, but we need some sort of new rating that is just here are the movies that you can watch with your parents. Yeah. A movie that you won't be uncomfortable watching with them. A movie that they will understand and not ask questions about. Yeah. I really someone on Twitter, I think, invented this, but like I actually need it to exist, Mm -hmm. which is a way of selecting which movie you want to watch that is basically like Tinder. So like everybody in a household swipes on what they want to watch. And if everybody agrees on the thing, then you watch that. Netflix should just do that. Yeah. Next. You truly have to have IMDb open at all times. I had to buy IMDb Pro just so (laughs) I could watch movies with my family. Apparently, we need to identify the full cinematic history of every background actor who appears for even a second of screen time. There's always that model. It's just whenever you see someone, wait. Wait, is that is she is she she's from that show with the, with that one who played the oh she the, she was that one from from Georgia who's her daughter is also an actress what's her name and guess what most of the time they're wrong they're yeah, thinking of a different actor <laughs> they're not right it's a completely different person it's someone they've never seen before that is always and it's see the, my family is. They'll be wrong, but they'll refuse to admit they're oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, absolutely. They double down. It'll be an actor who's never been in anything before. <laughs> and they're like, no, we saw him in that thing. <laughs> Maybe he was uncredited in that, but we saw him in that thing. And I'm like, no, he's was just born. Also, I feel like at the beginning of a movie, you need to establish with your family. Is this a movie that we are agreeing that we can talk over or not? Because like the constant like, wait, 
is that person in this thing? It's like, well, I'm happy to look that up for you, but we need to pause the movie right? because right. this is going to take some time. Yeah, uh, definitely. The the experience of having just a full conversation during a movie <laughs> is one that I cannot wrap my... Like and my, then getting frustrated later on because they don't understand what's happening or to then ask what someone just said. It's like, well, you were just talking. Right, right. So that asking, we all missed it. Asking enough questions so that you have missed enough of the movie to then <laughs> <laughs> engender more questions exactly. is the problem. It is a vicious cycle that none of us can outlive. I also have the problem of there is something about having to rewind a movie or TV show. Um I mean, I'll do it. I will, but in my heart, I refuse. But it is it is interpreted as a slap in the face. <laughs> so if someone clearly says something, they talk over a line and you have to rewind it. They're like, wow, okay. I guess what I said, <laughs> sorry for fucking everything up. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, yeah, you should be. <laughs> you did fuck it up, and which is why I'm having to rewind. My mom will literally ask like, oh, oh do you want to put something on? And then I'll put something on, start having a full conversation. <laughs> She'll start have a full conversation. And then when I pause it and then rewind to start over, she's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, you asked me to put something on. <laughs> it is true. You have to establish, like, I don't know. Everybody has to, like, pull the trigger together to yeah. establish that we're all here to watch this. Or it's like, yeah, there's definitely stuff that we can put on just For to have on in the which background. Which is great. Yeah. Next, you really, the second you hit play, you have to get ready to explain the plot like your fucking Ikea instruction manual. <laughs> I'm talking diagrams. I'm talking step-by-step instructions. I said this, I think, on last week's episode. We were watching Yellow Jackets. And uh -huh. when I tell you, we had to stop 30 minutes in <laughs> so that I could explain literally every detail that had occurred thus far. And Yellow Jackets in particular, if you haven't watched the show, there are two timelines 20 years apart. Right. And so there are two sets of characters, but they're the same characters as kids and then as adults. And they do a great job of making it extremely obvious who is who. Yeah. And also, every time there's a time jump, stating the year, it's literally black screen, white numbers. Yeah. Here's Not every movie, like, movie or show does that. No, no. I'm still confused by Dunkirk. <laughs> okay. So I can't blame them every time. But what it is... The entire point of the show, <laughs> it, they make it so obvious. All signs point to this. I'm like, I I have to draw a literal diagram <laughs> in order for you to understand the story. Like, I know that the people who made Yellow Jackets probably were like, we don't need to dumb it down. OK, like the audience can do it on their own. But like, here's the thing you do. You do need to dumb it down. Yeah. No, it's a constant battle. It is. My mom was literally like, I don't know what we would do if you weren't watching this with us. And I was like, yeah, I guess you'd have to pay attention. <laughs> the other thing is when you have to turn up the volume loud enough so that they can hear the dialogue. But the second any other noise happens, it's, oh, my God, this is so loud. Why did they do this? Why did they make it so that it's so loud during this part? But then I can't hear them in the other parts. Which, like, to be fair, it's bad mixing. However, refusing to put on subtitles so that you could pay attention to the dialogue, but also not be messing with the volume all the time. It's like you you have choices here. You yeah, know, yeah, you're digging your own graves here. The, the other related thing is when when my mom will say, it's why is it so dark? I can't see anything. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's probably just the TV. It's the shitty TV that is right. turned all the way down. So it is impossible to see. <laughs> My mom is also watching TV like as she plays Mahjong on her iPad. <laughs> yeah. Most mom activity that you could possibly <laughs> describe. Uh, and I'm not even making that up. And so, of course, your your eyes can't see what's on the screen. It's because you're oscillating between uh, an iPad that's turned up to 120% brightness <laughs> right six inches from your face and then a television screen across the room. <laughs> Um, not to mention the like 60 brands of LED lights that my dad has <laughs> flashing from every corner of the room. So it's basically a full funhouse circus. <laughs> really? trying it's to watch not, TV. it's not a calming movie theater. Perfect lighting. 
Yeah, this is a very specific to my family problem. But of, no, it's it, there is it's like it's all about the intention that you're going in to see this. But mm-hmm, like, are mm-hmm. you setting the mood to like really sit and watch a thing and pay attention to it, or are you sitting it with with background, which is fine. But if you're if you're going to actually sit on it, you need to get the lighting right. You can't have like glare. Glare is huge in my family's mm-hmm. house. I'm sorry, but you should not have a TV across from the windows. No, that's a bad idea. Yeah, Dad, sorry, but you guys need to rearrange the living room next also the fact that they get frustrated when they don't understand the plot but refuse to admit that they fell asleep 10 minutes into it (laughs) my dad does this all the time well he'll like wake up and be like this show is so confusing and i'm like you were asleep for the last half hour you were not conscious yeah of course that's you're going to be confused when your brain is turned off (laughs) i truly don't understand that bit of it There is also a difference, and this goes back to the intention of there are some shows that demand your undivided attention. Yeah. That is the point of it. Right. And so if you're going to put on a mystery thriller show, you're going to have to pay attention. Also, you're going to have to be along for the ride of not knowing at every single moment what is happening. Because maybe that's actually part of it is that it is, in fact, a mystery. Yes, and you exactly. you won't know. Relatedly, is when my parents will call out the most obvious of details, a, a, a detail that the show has clearly wanted you to believe. Yep, and they'll act like they solve the mystery. Oh yeah, or they're like, oh. I have a feeling he's the murderer, and it's like, yeah, they just showed him holding a knife covered in blood. <laughs> you didn't just discover that. Also, ever heard of a red herring? Yeah. Ever, they want you to think ever that. Ever heard of Agatha Christie? Bitch. Ever heard of Chekhov? <laughs> What's it called? Chekhov's gun. Oh. Do you know that one? I do. No, you don't. Yeah, it's when it, the gun is in the room. And so it makes you think. <laughs> yeah, that, and then, then you know that the, someone's going to put it up their butt. Yeah. Next, I refuse to be Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I will never, ever... <laughs> Be the one to explain a detail, okay? (laughs) Thank God that, at the very least, my parents know how to Google. Yeah. Because I'm not answering shit. We were watching a show where someone um, where someone was like doing something sexual and it was not like immediately clear what they were doing or at least like you were waiting for the reveal. Right. And my mom was like, what is she doing? And I was like, I'm... I'm just going to pretend like I didn't hear the question. (laughs) Also, it just goes back to like, yeah, just like be okay not knowing for like one second because they will tell you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to this day, one of the most cursed texts that I've ever received from my mother was just the question, what is sodomy? (laughs) 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 The follow up being that she heard it being discussed on Oprah with Dr. Oz. Um, and I was like, just why are you texting this? <laughs> <laughs> um, followed closely with um, the texts, um, is not wearing socks with shoes a gay thing? <laughs> and finally, um, did you vote for Donald Trump? <laughs> Sent months into Joe Biden's presidency. Ah. <laughs> uh, Texting with parents is another deep dive we'll need to get into. But yeah, the number of shows, I mean, sure. Okay, shows have gotten much more explicit these days. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, there's a lot of new fancy moves that perhaps weren't around in the 60s. (laughs) But um, I don't care to explain anything. Nope. No, thank you. I don't know if anybody is watching and just like that. I am. But yeah, the entire Miranda storyline where it's just like her son... um, is now like just I don't know fully rawing his girlfriend like <laughs> on Miranda's bed, <laughs> uh, and she like steps in a jizz filled condom or something. I'm like I'm not watching that at home. No thanks. <laughs> My parents can watch that after I leave. Um, yeah, I mean I'm I'm 31 years old. I refuse to watch a sex scene in the presence of my family. Amen. Mostly because I don't want to deal with whatever comments are coming. Right. You know, it's like either you're gonna make a joke about it. You're going to you're going to draw attention to it 
or you're not. And it's like, why aren't we drawing attention to it? Right. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. That is the one time where I'm like, okay, everyone just pick up your phones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I don't want to know like if you're not into watching. this. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Any detail, any question is just going to tell me something. It's going to reveal something that I wish I did not know. Amen. And finally, when we say we're watching movies with the family, we actually mean we're just sitting in the same room. Everybody is entirely engulfed in their own separate reality on their little screen that they're all watching. Everyone is having their own full-blown experience in their own virtual reality, okay? We're not even watching the same thing. We're not even in the same space. We're just finding a reason to be physically together but not have to talk. Yeah, exactly. And And that is quality time. Healthy. (laughs) That is actually quality time, the love language. It's perfectly healthy. This is the metaverse. Mm -hmm. This is what Elon Musk wants. And I'll give it to him. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. This week, I wanted to highlight the Trans Lifeline. I might have actually um, talked about this before, but it is a hotline by trans people for trans people, especially for a community as marginalized as the trans community, trans people of color. Um, It is important to have a resource that is run by people who you know you can trust. And the fact that this is a hotline that is made by trans people, specifically for trans people, you know you can trust it. It provides trans, uh, trans peer support for the trans community. So yeah, we'll link to that in our show notes. It's there, obviously, for any of our listeners who would like to use it, but also uh, they accept donations. So if you would like to support the Trans Lifeline and the work that they do, you can uh, donate to them. So we'll put a link to that in our show notes. Moving on to the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what have you been watching? I know I'm late because the finale already just happened, but I just started Yellow Jackets. Finally. I know. So I'm watching it. Good. Yeah. I'm excited. I will watch the first. I I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot what it's like to watch a bunch of gore. But, you know. Yeah. I'm into it. It's only really the first episode, I think. Yeah. We're in it. What about you? What are you watching this week? Uh, I've been watching a little bit of everything. Uh, This year, I really want to watch like a lot of new stuff. Mm. I don't want to keep watching the same things over and over. You don't want to watch The Office 400 more times? I mean, I'm still going to do that, but I would like to consume new things. But yeah, one of the new things that I'm working my way through slowly because it is very heavy Mm -hmm. is Station Eleven. Which I watched... And is maybe one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, it is. So beautiful. So well done. Yeah. I read the book a long time ago. I've Uh, never read the book. Um, And I almost don't want to because I loved this so much that I'm like, ah, I like this version. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is about a viral pandemic. (laughs) Yes, it is. But like in the first episode was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. But one, it was written. Well, the book obviously was written long before COVID. But then also the show was written before COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like just kind of nice to know. And then also it's almost like Oh, we're we're gonna be okay because like this this could have been so much worse <laughs> is some of the takeaway from watching that show. Okay, okay. But also like the first episode is hard because that is the most of the that is the majority of the virus is happening right now. Right. The rest of the season is the rest of the limited series is mostly in the after fact. Right, so right. Like it's not it's not as harrowing. Later. Yeah. Yeah. But it is so good. It's so good. What is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is something that we have been doing this week and will be doing this weekend, which is Alamo Draft House has been playing the Lord of the Rings trilogy extended versions with a pre-recorded Q&A at the end of each one. So you and I went and saw Fellowship of the Ring on Monday, mm-hmm. Two Towers Wednesday night, and then we're seeing Return of the King on Sunday. And um, it's more amount of time that I've spent in a movie theater in one week than I ever have in my entire life because <laughs> each extended version is like a hundred hours. Uh-huh. But it's also just been incredible. It's been like spiritual <laughs> for me. Honestly, 
Yeah, I never saw. I never watched Lord of the Rings until they were out on DVD. I, I ne- saw I them in theaters. Them. I was a literal child when they came out in theaters the first time. And then I became fully obsessed with the movies and the books and everything. So to be able to see them in theaters again and also the extended version in theaters is just like so much more appreciation for it. Also, because like Two Towers specifically, I think, is the movie that made me like love movies. <laughs> Sure. Because it was like I got so into the DVD extras of like how they filmed Helm's Deep and stuff like that. And that like that part of it is really what what made me love this shit. And mm-hmm. to be able to see that in theaters and like the sound and everything, I was like, ooh, and the crowd. Last night the audience was definitely like clapping and laughing and like into it. And right. It's been really fun. Also, yeah, I'm sure everybody is like, dr- like sopping wet hearing us talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, but uh it is truly like the last movie of that scale of like fantasy genre where the CGI still holds up. Oh, yeah. Like they did remaster it, they said, which let's be real. Nobody knows what that means. Um, <laughs> they <laughs> I just, just imagine they like take a paintbrush and they're like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. They're like Peter Jackson remastered it in 4K and it's like, OK, <laughs> don't know what any of those words are. But the fact that you can watch that movie on a giant screen when we're all so used to seeing the like level of CGI yeah. 20 years later now and it still looks amazing. I think the reason why I was thinking this yesterday, of course, I was incredibly hyped, but <laughs> I think it's because he did something where it was like it was just the perfect meeting point of like camera quality and CGI quality where it's like the camera's certain movements made it like just blurry enough <laughs> so that you can't you don't realize that it's fake. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like now the camera gets everything so clearly. Sure. Also, I have just some like, go, you know, nostalgic for the days when I, I dressed up as Arwen in eighth grade and and okay. also yeah. as like Gandalf the White just a couple years ago. And, and yes, I I will post photos on our right. Instagram. So if anybody <laughs> um, somehow still had an erection, <laughs> it's definitely gone. <laughs> Um, I'll follow that with my chaser um, that is definitely just as exciting. And it's definitely not is... the, not all of our experiences together this week. You're like, actually, no, it was it my least that. favorite part of the Maybe week. Maybe I could save mine because mine was literally walking on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine was literally walking on the treadmill. Okay, hear me out. I, I learned about this on TikTok. Oh, my God, Matt, shut the fuck up. Uh, TikTok. <laughs> I saw this trend on TikTok, which is that people set their treadmills to 30 minutes. You walk at three point speed, which is like a brisk walk speed Uh and 12 point incline. Uh, And that is like a good kind of cardio workout, but not too intense. And I was like, okay, I'll try that out on days that like I'm not going to go like, you know, go hard in the gym, go pump, you know, (laughs) go lift. Just so, yeah, just to do a half hour. Also, it's like freezing fucking cold in New York, so I don't want to go Can't for a just walk. Like go outside. for a walk, yeah. Oh, I will say, twelve point incline is impossible. There's no <laughs> way I'm doing that. Um, it is fully it's climbing a mountain. uphill. Yeah, but three point speed, like set, you know, whatever the incline you're comfortable at. Three point speed is like you're walking fast. I calculated it, and then I looked it up, and then realized uh, people have done this before. It's a like hundred beats per minute. Um, so if you look up playlists online, uh, yeah. if you look up playlists on Spotify, yeah. there are a hundred beats per minute. It makes it so much fun. Um, and there are so many songs. There's literally playlists. I should just put together a playlist for our listeners for walking on the treadmill. I can do Matt's, Matt's special power walking yes. playlist, but like crazy in love is that beat. So imagine like walking down the street to crazy in love. Yeah. But doing that on our treadmill, there's so many good songs. Honestly, it's like six or seven songs for the half hour. Perfect. And that's a good workout. We love it. And it's very enjoyable. Also, uh, it really is a nice balance when you're spending 20 hours during the week in a movie theater watching Lord of the Rings. So it's a nice, nice balance. (laughs) Just fisting popcorn. (laughs) I'm like, why is my acne so bad this week? I'm like, oh, right. right, 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 right." Also, we're just shoving buttery popcorn into our mouths and then covering our faces (laughs) back up with a mask. It's 
Just sealing oh, all of that freshness right oh, into the pores. It's so worth it. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, and obviously you do, you can head straight to my Patreon page. You'll get video of bonus Worst Things First stories that are cut from this week's episode. You'll get video of some old guest complainer interviews and an entire separate podcast feed of all of our bonus stories every single week. So it's it's like a second day of Unhappy Hour stuff that you get right in your podcast app. You also can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, wherever you get podcasts, hit that subscribe button, follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. My favorite is when it it all it's a huge choir and then it's just like the little boy with no balls who then is like (laughs) 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 I can't go that high. I, I, that was like one of the DVD extras was watching the choir and I can see the boy in my head who, who's saying that. I'm thinking of the moth when the moth like. <laughs> that's, that's the little boy. <laughs> oh, wait, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>